Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and animals that are important to you. The Friday after Thanksgiving was my birthday. I met my dad for coffee that afternoon, and afterward my wife sent me a text message saying she'd made me a birthday cake, but if I wanted ice cream with the cake, I'd need to pick it up myself. And I did want ice cream with my birthday cake. In my opinion, a birthday cake with ice cream is one of the best, most classic dessert combinations ever. I mean, you can have one without the other, and on their own they're fantastic, but together they are absolutely heaven, in my opinion. Anyway, I drive over to a supermarket, and I go directly to the freezer section, and I find a quart of coffee ice cream. That's my favorite flavor these days. And I go get in line because there was no self-checkout at the supermarket, and I'm waiting in line with my quart of coffee ice cream, and I ask myself, is this pathetic? I, I'm alone in a supermarket on my birthday buying ice cream for my birthday. This feels pathetic. And while I'm standing at the register feeling sorry for myself, I look next to me, and there's a woman who appears to be of uh, South Asian descent, and she's next in line behind me, and she's unloading her carriage, and she's got a big, beautiful cake decorated in blue flowers made of frosting, and she also has a couple cupcakes, and she has a box of colored cake candles. And I lean over slightly to look at the top of the cake she's purchasing, and it says, Happy Birthday on it. And I say, Pardon me, I couldn't help but notice you're buying a birthday cake. Is today someone you know's birthday? And she says, yes, today is my son's birthday. And I say, no kidding, today is my birthday too. And uh, I don't know if this woman believed me. And <laughs> she said, oh, well, happy birthday. And I said, well, happy birthday to your son. And it was a bit awkward uh, standing there for a moment. But uh, but uh, I, then I paid for my ice cream and I went home and had cake and ice cream with my wife and daughter. I don't know what the point of that shaggy dog story was, but uh, it honestly happened, so I thought I'd tell you. Did you know you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast? You are. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on this podcast, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners of this fine, fine, fine program is if you love the podcast and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life a great novel, please consider purchasing one or two of my books. I'm the author of nine works of fiction that are all currently available right now in both paperback and ebook editions worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my novels at barnesandnoble.com. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song.
Hello, People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 201 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for spending time with me. It's good to see you. Good to have you along. I hope you're doing well. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope your Thanksgiving went well. Uh, If you wished me a happy birthday, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. It was nice to hear from you. Much appreciated. Holy moly. You know, it's the end of the weekend right now while I'm recording this. And I gotta admit, I spent a good portion of the weekend watching Get Back that Peter Jackson documentary about the documentary about the Beatles. Do you know this? It was uh, it was uh, the 60 hours of, of footage that, uh, that had been collected when uh, the Beatles were recording a film for the making of the album, their album Let It Be. And uh, basically Peter Jackson, who you may have remembered, uh, was the, uh, the director of the Hobbit movies and the Lord of the Rings films. And uh, he decided to continue with the the trilogies and make a make a a, a, a well I think it was what amounted to about eight hours a, a, a trilogy of the making of of uh, the making of Let It Be the movie which was uh, which was basically the Beatles performing in Twickenham Studios um, with cameras all around them and eventually they moved to Apple Studios their own studio. And then ultimately, which culminated in them performing on the roof of uh, Apple Records, their their you know their their recording studio there in in uh, London. And uh, man, I I I got into it, man. I I love it. I mean, you know, I'm a music guy, and uh, of course, I'm a Beatles guy. So, you know, I thought like I I watched the first one, and the first episode was so compelling. I watched it twice. I literally watched part one two times. I think between between uh, uh, Friday and Saturday and then and then between Saturday and Sunday I watched parts 2 and 3 and holy moly what a what a what a really really cool document um do you have to be a Beatles fan to enjoy it yeah I'd say it definitely helps i mean there's there's so much of so much of the the documentary is is them just kind of shooting the poop and them just jamming and figuring things out uh that uh yeah i don't know if it would be entertaining if you're not a beatles fan honestly it's it's that kind of that kind of film but who doesn't love the beatles right i mean you know just literally just like watching them you know is just just so entertaining but the one thing that i i was thinking again this is after i i should i should point out that this is after watching the first episode or the first part of this three-part documentary twice was that i i there's only so much paul mccartney i can handle okay i i love paul mccartney all right, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love Paul McCartney, but and my wife and I have said this before uh, between each other is that uh, it, it's 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 incredible that Paul McCartney could write one of the greatest songs uh, that we think is one of the most wonderful, amazing, greatest songs ever recorded. That being a uh, Blackbird, um, first song we actually played ever forever for our daughter when she came into the world. We just thought it was just that incredible. But but the same man who can write Blackbird, which is again this beautiful beautiful song, um, he also <laughs> also could write uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, which is perhaps the worst song in the world. <laughs> and I know there's people who disagree with that. Okay, I get it. I get it. I know that there's there's folks who like that song, but. Uh, my point being, there's only so much Paul McCartney that I think I'd be able to take if I was uh, if I was around, you know, during those get back sessions or this, you know, the, for the 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 making of this the Let It Be album, you know, that that was recorded because Paul is constantly talking, and 
I understand. He's uh, he's an intelligent person, and oftentimes he's selling. You know, he's talking about very interesting things. But other times, I'm just like, oh my god! I, like this guy, I couldn't imagine because you've seen Paul McCartney. You know how he is. He's he's very gregarious. <laughs> he's you know he's uh, and and uh, he's got a certain style and. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I just could. I just could imagine like me just like being there and just saying like, you know, hey, hey guys, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna run down the street get a coffee. Anybody need? <laughs> like, just get needing to get out, you know. And 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 toward the end of like the Twickenham sessions, I think like George doesn't show up for a couple days, and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> it's like, where's George? And I'm like, no, I know where he is. He needed a break. <laughs> he needed a break from Paul. Paul well, can be a lot, but don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I I, I love the Beatles, um, and I love Paul. Okay, but it was. But I'm just saying in that in that context, there was only so much Paul you could take. At least for me, you know. Maybe maybe other people would be completely enamored and and would love and want more of it. It, it seemed like anybody who came to those sessions, and there were a lot of people coming in and out, were just like, just like, oh, Paul, you know, <laughs> kind of like around him and kind of like. You know, and Linda Linda shows up, Linda Eastman, uh, you know, Paul, who, Paul, I don't know if was married to her at the time, but she shows up there and she's the sweetest thing ever, you know what I mean? And she's, you could tell that she really loves him and, uh, and uh, he seems fond of her, but, you know, it's that sort of thing where, you know, uh, it's the Paul show whenever he's in the building, you know what I mean? Oh my God. And I'd be like, oh man, I don't know if I can handle this, <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. And I'll tell you, it came off a lot cooler than I thought. Ringo, man. Ringo was just so, so cool. Just very much like, you know, for all the crap that, that uh, folks talk about Ringo. Uh, and, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what kind of person Ringo is, but I saw a person who very much was just go with the flow and seemed to be very amiable. And at one time he's, <laughs> at one point, oh, this doesn't spoil anything for you, <laughs> but he's talking with Paul and a couple other fellows. I think I think uh, I think uh, George Martin is is next to him, and uh, uh, maybe like the the director there, Michael Lindsay Hogg, who's another story altogether. What a weirdo! Um, and uh, and they're just having this conversation. Then all of a sudden, Ringo says, "I farted." <laughs> and you know, it's all very serious. And then Ringo's just like, "I, I farted." <laughs> And nobody, like, cracks up and laughs. Like, Paul, like, immediately steps back. You know, get back. You know, all right, no, just kidding. Anyway, um, but, yeah, and I was just like, holy crap, that's pretty funny. And, and uh, otherwise, like, Rigo seems very charming and very, uh, very grounded and very, uh, you know, very, again, very much go with the flow. Doesn't seem to be, you know, there's no, he's there when you needed him. And I think, I think they show his house a couple times, and I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, um, Judas Priest recorded British Steel at Ringo's house, if I remember correctly. And it's like, this, you see that house, and you just see it from the outside, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's where, like, <laughs> that's where that heavy metal band, that British heavy metal band would record their album. And I think they used, like, to make the sound of, like, not the Beatles, This mean, I mean Judas Priest, when they were, like, making the sound of, like, uh, robots marching. They used Ringo's silverware and like a drawer and was just like <laughs> literally recorded the album in his house and used his Ringo's silverware to like 
make the sound of what, what was supposed to be like giant robots marching or something like that. It's kind of a funny story. Anyway, uh, yes, get back, man, if you can. It's, it's, it's great. If you love the Beatles, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. That's all I can tell you. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of just them having, uh, conversations about this and that, uh, and, but there's a lot of, like, magical moments where you see these songs that you love, like, literally, like, uh, coming together, no pun intended, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, them working them out, and it's, it's really, really incredible. Uh, that's really all I've got for you, guys. I hope, I hope you have a great, uh, great week, and, uh, and this has been episode 201 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascoli. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.